Hello, everyone, and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys featuring creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already and listen to our new episodes out every Thursday. As you can see, I'm in person with two people who I absolutely love. I'm so freaking excited to have you guys on. And this has been in the works for a while. It has. A while. Yeah. Like a year. Yeah, it has Mm -hmm. been that we've been planning. And honestly, with your pregnancy and everything like i don't Mm -hmm. blame you at all for (laughs) being this long it was wild you guys need absolutely no introduction but of course kendall ray and janelle from the sesh thank you guys so much for being willing to come on of course we're so excited we were just saying this is our first time guesting on someone else's podcast yeah it's so cool and we're but we're like sitting in this location so i'm like a guest on this set yeah Yeah. (laughs) basically i know they've been so kind to invite me to their studio here in colorado um and it's just so crazy being here in person being able i mean most of the podcast interviews i do are virtual through a screen so i'm like oh my god real face i feel like it's so cool when you can when you have the opportunity to meet in person i just feel like it's a lot more intimate and yeah the chemistry yeah like better yeah there's like a palpable energy that i think you just can't get as well with virtual but i mean totally. i love listening to your guys podcast if you guys haven't already make sure you listen to um their podcast i love it because I've, i found myself like actually laughing when i listen to your episodes because <gasps> that it's means so a lot entertaining it's Thank so comedic you. yeah we never know because we we're think comedians. we're funny but then i'm like do other people find the <laughs> shit that we say funny i don't know and it's so funny because people always just comment i mean the the funnier we get or the goofier we get yeah. people will be like are you guys elevated yeah are you so we're not we're not yeah we're like totally sober this is just how we are yeah <laughs> i mean mile high yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The sesh. yeah yeah i mean it's a little inspired i'm not gonna lie yeah. <laughs> no your guys energy is great i feel like um the jokes you make the way you guys conversate like i find it really entertaining oh, and really enjoyable you. and i love the episodes i mean thank you i love that you guys are coming on to my episode because i you know with just position i really love to get into kind of like deeper topics deeper yeah. conversations kind of give people a space a, a platform where they're able to speak about things that maybe <clears throat> they aren't able to speak about in their normal content or videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i yeah. feel like with both of you i mean obviously you kendall i've watched your videos I, well, when did you start making videos? Because I feel like I've watched them for like when I first started watching YouTube videos. The dawn of time. Um, <laughs> yeah. The dawn of time. I think I started my channel in 2012. Yeah, it was August 2012. Oh my So God. we're going on 13 years. Wow. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> incredible. God, it makes me feel old. It's crazy. <laughs> it's gone by so fast. 2012. Am I doing the math wrong? Um, it was definitely 2012. 2012. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's 2013. Three, so 11 years. Oh, right, right. I was going to say my 10 year anniversary. <laughs> okay. I was going to correct was you, and I was like, that. you know what? I'm just going to let her run with it. Oh, my God. You know, I'm so okay, bad at math. Years. I did not even notice that. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel younger. 11 years. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, it's inspiring as fuck because I, I started my channel, I think it's been five years now. And like watching your content from, you know, when I first started watching content, it's just so cool to be able to like sit across from you and just also ask you some questions related to your personal experiences with creating true crime content. And then of mm-hmm. course with you, Janelle, like you have experience working in the mental health field, which is a huge component of what I love to talk about in my content normally, yeah. um, but specifically on this podcast too. And I feel like there's just so much I want to dive into and really like dig deep into and uncover oh God, I'm so, excited. so yeah i'm excited to ask you questions if you guys you know are, are down to oh answer. yeah so <laughs> down for with whatever open books right here through. that's okay, right sweet so you upload on thursdays for my podcast we do yes. too oh yeah what? really so will yeah. this one 
be when will this episode go up this i think this thursday <gasps> is from what the theme was saying. Yeah. So we can really sync it up Yay. Sweet. Okay. that's I'm, awesome okay that is perfect because i know my team was like you need to like get the content up immediately to edit so perfect okay yeah. that's great i'm excited hey. i mean thank you guys first of all for being like open to dive into this stuff i kind of want to i'm really interested in asking questions about like what the experience of creating true crime has been as a creator behind the scenes because i think when a lot of people watch your content and i know yeah. you work with the content as well yeah. specifically with you know um other podcasts and then just the general content um working within creating content around true crime we learn a lot about the stories we learn a lot about yeah. the experiences that other people have been through but we don't really get to hear a lot about your experience like with creating that type of content and so and as a viewer I tend to like watch it and be like how do you not get exhausted and just mentally drained from like dealing with such dark subject material and yeah these really tragic stories and mm -hmm. how do you stay positive because you're such a positive person you know like oh, both of you guys you, you know you know it's taken time to really learn how to do it in a way that doesn't affect me at all times because I definitely have had cases that I've worked on where I always know I've gone too far when it starts getting into my dreams and I'm dreaming about these people or I can't stop thinking about it and I'm talking about it to my husband at like midnight and I'm like okay this is too much I have to kind of set boundaries and I do choose cases based on what I think I can handle and mm -hmm. there have been times where I haven't been great at that mm -hmm. and so now I kind of know where I like to focus and what will make me feel like I'm spreading awareness and making a positive impact versus just talking about something that's really dark and scares me so mm -hmm. I can leave feeling positive about it at the end of the day you know what I mean mm -hmm. um but yeah it can be exhausting and there has mm -hmm. been times where my mental health has been really affected by it I've kind of gotten better at yeah I don't really know how I did it but over time I've learned how to kind of clear my mind of that stuff when I need to mm -hmm. Um, and I always say some of the way I do that is by watching some like yeah. junk reality TV housewives oh, okay. something like when I've just filmed a really long one I go put on the silliest reality show that I can think of mm -hmm. TLC something that's just like light and yeah flush it out yeah flush yeah. it out that's totally it that's good because yeah. I, I always wonder because one of the reasons I love your videos so much is that there is a certain I think reverence that is present and respect in the way that you talk about the stories you mm -hmm. share you know the victims accounts and what they've experienced <clears throat> which I think is not only really great and the main reason why I've continued to watch your content but also difficult to maintain because I feel like it would be easy to kind of go one of two ways with creating content becoming very sensitized to it and getting overwhelmed yeah. very easily or the complete opposite becoming very desensitized mm. to it which is yeah. not healthy and not um you know good for people who really care about hearing these stories as well as yourself so yeah. like finding that balance I feel like would be so difficult you know that's such a good way to put it it is really hard to find the balance between that because you know you never would want to become desensitized to it yeah but at the same time you don't want to be overly sensitive to it to mm -hmm. where it's going to affect you in a negative way but I mean you would think after covering it for so long I'd become kind of desensitized but I mm -hmm. think the more that I've covered things the more real it's become for me the more mm -hmm. families I've met in person and seen their pain in front of me has made me just appreciate it so much more mm -hmm. and I mean there's still time even the last video I filmed sometimes I start 
like tearing up while I'm recording. And I never, mm -hmm. I try not to do that on camera. Mm -hmm. I normally cut because I don't want it to become about me or to, mm -hmm. you know, make the attention about me, but it's emotional and it's, mm -hmm. it's hard, especially like I said, after meeting people to not, you know, sorry, my phone's going I off. I think but... that was mine. Oh. <laughs> I think it was be real. It just <laughs> went off. Sorry. Continue. But yeah, it's, it's, it can, it's a hard balance. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's definitely tough. And there, there have been times where, um, I've gotten too, too far in and mm -hmm. it's been a little hard to handle it mentally. But yeah, like I said, that's why I try to really bring something positive out of it or take an action. That's what makes me feel mm -hmm. good is when I can, when I can send people to help or, you know, make the family feel good at the end of the day, when they love the content that I've done, that makes me feel good. And I'm able to leave from that situation, that case mm -hmm. and feel good about it. You know, that's, that's so cool. I think that's amazing. And like, similar with you, Janelle, like, you know, have, working with the content, hearing these stories as well. Like what, what is your personal experience with kind of like maintaining that balance as well? And like, especially from a mental health perspective, yeah. because that's where you have worked. Well, I think in general, anyone can apply the fact that when you're dealing, when you're helping someone or just dealing with outside things that impact you personally, it's really important to be able to find those boundaries of, because like you said, you want to, you know, put your put everything into this content when Kendall's filming or like, you know, back in the day when I was um, helping her research or editing the, the mm -hmm. content, stuff like that, you know, it's really important to make sure that you can find those boundaries so that you're not sitting there at night thinking about it. And sometimes like naturally that's what happens, yeah. but mm -hmm. I think it's so important to make sure that you try to put yourself first in the sense of like making sure that you're taking care of your mental health and that you're mm -hmm. feeling okay mm -hmm. because at the end of the day if you start breaking down and you're not able to right function at your best then you're really doing a disservice to the people that you're working with yep um but i think personally the thing that has made it so kind of like kind of was touching on it's so worth it when you put out a final product and that family reaches out maybe they weren't working with us before and they reach out like oh my gosh I found Kendall's video and it was so inspiring. Thank you for, you know, covering my family's story or even, you know, videos when we work with the family members from start to finish and we're able to send people to petitions or raise yeah. money or, mm -hmm. you know, in cases like there have been times where we've actually been able to get the case reopened or mm -hmm. the DAs pay attention to it's what's exciting. been ignored mm -hmm. for years. And so that's really like, when something like that happens, that's really what keeps at least me inspired is knowing that you really are making a difference. And, you know, yeah, not only are we putting out a YouTube video that is to entertain audience, yeah. obviously, mm -hmm. but we're also um, able to make a difference in the victims' lives or mm -hmm. the, their families' lives. And, um, yeah. yeah. That's, well, like, yeah. incredibly powerful. Like, because I think, and I mean, both of you guys are, like, morally ethically like good people you know and i feel thank like you. thank you very much <laughs> and, uh, the reason i say that is because you know within the content creation space and like social media and stuff like that like it is i know for me i've definitely dealt with like the internal struggle of just like what bigger impact can my content make mm -hmm. beyond just putting stuff out there into the void for people to watch and kind of you know just uh yeah uh, be stimulated with like what right. bigger impact can it have right. and i feel like sometimes it can be uh, difficult especially like when you're seeing people work like 
quote unquote real jobs, you know, um, yeah. where it's like, you yeah. know, they're making of an impact. And it's like, what, what the hell am I doing? I'm totally. making videos right. and posting it online. Yeah. The fact that your content is able to have that big of an impact that it's significantly helping people's lives, inspiring families. Um, in addition to, of course, you know, creating content for people to become more aware, more knowledgeable sure. um, is like amazing. And that's the main thing that has drawn me to your content so far as like seeing the families being interviewed, you know, mm -hmm. on camera, sharing their personal story, their personal takes, you being yeah. able to work with them yeah. and then like reopening the cases. Like mm -hmm. that's incredible. I, what has it been like to work with the families like individually? Oh, so exciting. I mean, there have been some really thrilling moments where yes. we, we really like to, my motto is we go and we annoy the people that we need to. <laughs> we are very annoying. Respectfully. My audience. Respectfully <laughs> and that's annoying. the thing is we're always like, you know, call this number, email this person, but mm -hmm. don't be rude about it because yeah. people don't want to listen to you when you're being annoying, like rudely annoying and demanding, but it's more so like if you can poke at them and yeah, we kindly more, ask that you mm -hmm. take a look at this case yeah. or, you know, come circle back to this, mm -hmm. then, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, a yeah. lot of time you get people to listen. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. enough people come definitely at them. got some movement going in several cases. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it doesn't always work. And there's... You know, people in power and in positions that mm -hmm. don't take their job seriously and, you know, they just ignore us. But mm -hmm. we always try and it's, it's exciting. Like the days where we upload stuff like that and we were really like going after it or sometimes we have police departments calling us. Yeah, this one it? time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we uh, sent people to go. I think, yeah, reach out to the department and somehow they got a hold of Kendall. We're like, can you tell them to stop? Like we we got the <laughs> no. message. We understand. We're going to look into whatever like. Please stay, you're filling up our phone line. We're like, good. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's like harness, harnessing like the vigilante power of social yes, media. Totally. You know, and channeling it in, into something good, which mm -hmm. I think is so needed in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially with just kind of the mob mentality that can sometimes be really present online. Like you're actually using it for good. Yeah. And from watching your videos, like the main resounding lesson that I have learned from watching every single one of your videos, because I was Thank literally you. like looking so back nice when I was like, oh, you know, let me watch a few more of our videos, you know, before the podcast. And I'm looking and it has all the red like, lines <laughs> yeah. at the bottom of the videos. So I'm just like, shit, okay, there's a lot. <laughs> but one of the main things I've learned is that um, the justice system and the police system are completely unreliable. Yeah. And the fact that uh -huh. you're able to use videos to kind of like take yeah. it not only into your own hands, but the hands of the families right. um, of the victims right. and actually make an impact that way is like, oh, I mean, yeah. that's a big that's a big responsibility. <laughs> Thank you. And it's like, at some point I realized what a responsibility and privilege it was to have this platform. You know, it mm -hmm. started for me, like I was just making makeup videos and mm -hmm. story times and entertaining people. And even when I started true crime, I didn't have a full grasp of the gravity mm -hmm. of true crime content. And at some point I realized like, wow, I can really mobilize these people and get things done. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's empowering. It as is. Fuck. It's like, super so empowering. Cool. Like yeah. how how has it kind of been like dealing with that like responsibility? Um, because I know you obviously didn't. <clears throat> well, both of you guys didn't anticipate that this was going to be the direction that you're no, going to go. Definitely not. And working with families and being able to work with you know the police or or whatever it is. Um, I mean that's a big that's a big thing to shoulder. You know, that's a lot yeah. of expectation. Um, how do you kind of like deal with the pressure that might come from that.
Yeah, it's definitely a lot of pressure and it's hard to find the exact information and especially in older cases like I just covered mm. one recently where there was so many different sources saying different things and it was really hard to verify which so I try to be you know when I have situations like that I'll be like one source is saying this one reliable source is saying this we're mm -hmm. not sure and just be upfront about that mm -hmm. and try to stick to the facts as much as I can I really try to stay away from speculation or forming opinions mm -hmm. about situations when I don't personally know and I encourage my audience to do the same and yeah it's the internet so people are going to do what they're going to do but yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 such a uh, fulfilling experience. It really is. Like nothing gets me more excited than really making an impact. Like at some point, mm -hmm. the followers, the views, they don't mean mm -mm. much anymore. Nope. You know, it's like being able to make an impact and see that at the end of the day is the most important thing to me. And and getting to work with families is so cool too because so many of them have had experiences where they've worked with networks like mm -hmm. ID Discovery or Dr. Phil or Nancy Grace or whatever. And Jeez. they've had bad experiences yep. or they don't, they're not able to be hands-on. Mm -hmm. And that's what we try to do differently. Mm -hmm. We involve them from start to finish. And then not only that, we make sure that they see the content and they approve it before it they goes anywhere. They have a anywhere. lot of the control. Yeah. That's of like good. what the end product is. And we're yeah. not just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And you know, you don't like it too bad, you know? Yeah. It's very much so, are you comfortable with this? Do you okay. want this? Do you want us to talk about this? You want us to leave this out? You know, mm -hmm. sometimes they come back with edits and we, we take care of all that before it goes up. And so it's just cool to see them get a whole different experience when they've had bad experiences with mm -hmm. other productions in the past. That's really refreshing to hear because whether it's news stations, whether it's, you know, yeah. a huge hollywood companies you know making yeah. accounts whatever it may be um there tends to be a lot of exploitation from yes, what when definitely. i've heard you know family speak out um which is so unfortunate to me because i'm like i can't imagine having to deal with the trauma of the whatever loss you experienced <clears throat> let alone having to deal with the repercussions of people trying to exploit that story right. for yeah personal gain you know right um and it's cool that you guys i mean the fact that you're working with the families in the first place is already a lot better than what is out there sometimes. Yeah. Um, but the, that you're willing to like work with them and allow them to make edits and adjustments and things like that is, yeah. is cool. I mean, do both of you guys like reach out and work with them individually or how, how does that usually work? We pretty much tag team it. Um, yeah. I usually Kendall will be the first one to reach out to them because obviously mm -hmm. it's Kendall Ray and <laughs> they are more likely to like notice that. But, mm -hmm. um, once we get in contact with them, um, we have like, you know, the three, there was another person also that works on um, Kendall's content and the three of us just kind of, um, you know, organize calls with them and we really try and be as communicative as we can from start to finish so they really know what to expect. And if they are going to um, be involved in her content, then we kind of, you know, build questions that we think would be appropriate yeah. for whatever we're talking about, but we send it to them ahead of time so they kind of like know what to expect and, um yeah, like we said, we try and give them as much involvement as they want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even better, so we've um, had a few times where we've had people actually come out to Colorado, we fly them out, and then they oh, sit down with us, yep. and we have really authentic conversations yeah. in that sense. You know, that's mm -hmm. also that's, been a really cool thing. That's incredible. That's <clears throat> so cool. And I think, like, you know, in in me kind of, like, thinking about this episode and kind of, like, thinking about the conversation we would have, you know, there has been recently... A lot of conversation around like the ethics of true crime yeah. content mm -hmm. like what that looks like is it you know um really ethical to be commenting on or talking mm -hmm. about someone else's story of of loss 
Um, and I've watched a bunch of videos about it. I've heard a lot of the conversation and looking at your content and watching it is to me, I think just it exemplifies the perfect way I think that you should go about it because like I was saying before, there's the reverence <clears throat> and the respect that you apply to it. Obviously the, vol the involvement of the families, um, but also just kind of the crystal clear communication of like not speculating and forming yeah, opinions yeah. and different things like that. Like in the Idaho mm -hmm. murders case video mm -hmm. that you recently did. I love tough. how I, I know it looks like a really rough video. That was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you commented on like <clears throat> not only you not wanting to contribute to a lot of the yeah. lack that was out there, but even right. specifically highlighting how the families were like, stop this, yeah. you know, like stop yeah. commenting on it, stop forming your own opinions. Yeah. Stick with the facts. You yep. Know? I think that's huge. And, and it's something I've had to learn. I mean, I haven't always had the perfect ethics when it comes to true crime. You know, I dove <laughs> into this just being a fan of ID discovery and thinking that that was the model. And then over the years, I've seen the ways that, you know, that content is exploitive and mm -hmm. I've just learned to adjust. And like I said, getting to meet with people in person or even just on the phone and building relationships with them just puts it in a whole different perspective that I think anyone making true crime content should consider mm -hmm. actually talking to these people because it changes your perspective so much more when you can hear their experience from their own words you know mm. it's just it's really powerful mm -hmm. and the fact that you like will link GoFundMes, you'll like yeah. donate to the causes yep. you'll promote that for people to support um i think is is a good way that i think like you were saying I, I personally would recommend a lot of you know like content creators who maybe make true crime content to really focus on like what positive impact can yes, you know my exactly. videos make beyond the entertainment factor yeah you know yeah Totally. Because it's it's not, it shouldn't be only entertainment. Like, of course, people consume true crime content mm -hmm. for entertainment. But when you can mobilize them and inspire the listener to take an action, mm -hmm. that is seriously powerful and can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's been, that's definitely been the, the coolest part of our whole process and how we've changed it. Your audience is also extremely driven. Yeah. You know, a yeah. lot of them, I think, fall in the same footsteps of, as you of not just doing this because it's fun or interesting or whatever, but doing it because they want to make a difference and they want to help yeah. and they connect with these families um, mm -hmm. that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, it's great that you kind of provide that platform or that launching pad that they can start off with. And then when there's a ton of them in so many numbers, you really start to make a difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the impact is amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah power of the people baby for real true. shout out to them mm -hmm. shout out to yeah, your seriously. You know, followers for that my it's audience incredible. is amazing i'm i'm super proud of them yeah yeah i mean speaking of that too um i so like i said before the part i love talking about mental health because i've personally struggled you know with my own personal experiences it's something i'm so passionate about talking about because i think there needs to be more visibility yeah. and um i love what you were sharing before about like finding that balance and like watching lighthearted content and stuff like that to yeah. kind of like take a mental break. I'd love to hear from like both of you, like what are your like go-to mental health tips that you love, you know, like doing to make sure that mental health stays positive, especially, you know, not only with the content you create, but like yeah. what are those top tips that you guys have? I mean, my top tip would be counseling and yes. seeking therapy, which I know is not something that everyone can do. Unfortunately, I wish that it was way more accessible. I personally believe that every single person who wants to seek 
therapy should have the resources to do so. And I know that mm -hmm. unfortunately it's just not reality. Mm -hmm. um, but that is, I think the thing that has made the biggest difference is being able to talk to a professional that really can not only help you understand like what you're going through, but also, you know, kind of guide you in a direction of being able to find those coping mechanisms mm -hmm. um, and skills so that you can use them on your everyday life so that when things do happen, because obviously like things happen to people yeah. constantly, yeah. you know, um, but instead of it completely derailing your life, which sometimes it might, obviously that's, you know, just part of life, but being able to recognize when you're not doing great and, and having the resources to go out and seek the help that you need, whether that's the therapy or medication or online group support, you know, whatever it may be. Um, just really trying to get rid of the stigma that mental health has. And it's like, oh, you know, it used to be, you don't really go back in the day. It was like, you don't really seek therapy unless you're like, quote unquote, like really going through it or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But normalizing the fact that like, personally, like I said, I think everyone is a good candidate for therapy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, we go to the doctor to take care of our bodies and to get checked up, up you know, physically. So why would we not do the same mentally? And it's exactly. unfortunately that at least here in America, it's, it's getting better for sure, but Thank it's God. still finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But it's still it's difficult um mm -hmm. to find that care and being able to, you know, afford it or get to it physically or if you have the equipment to do it at your house. Not everyone has a camera to go on telehealth or not everyone mm -hmm. has the ability to take time off work to go drive thirty minutes to their counselor's office. So mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that it's like that. But I think over time the more that we can talk about it, just like everyday people and I love the fact that Hiram, you took, once you built this huge platform, you took it and are really trying to like bring attention to such an important topic. And I think that's Thanks. really admirable that someone like you, who a lot of people look up to you and are such, you know, a big fan of you that you're also taking the time to bring awareness to that. Because again, it just takes away that stigma of like, oh, you can't talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I appreciate it. I feel like the negative stereotypes and kind of affiliation that, people have with topics like mental health yeah. the only reason they the, they have that strength of negativity is because it's shrouded in secrecy you yeah. know there's mm -hmm. that shame surrounding it and mm -hmm. i think like what i love about like gen z um yeah. and just the younger generation is that mental health is not a predominantly negative conversation it's something that is more lighthearted that people are open to talking about mm -hmm. or and casually you know just being able to talk about mental struggles that they're experiencing or their therapy sessions or whatever it may be, it's really shifting from something that's like, oh my God, don't say that. Yeah. Don't talk about that. To yeah. something that people are so open about. And I think it's such an incredible thing because not only will it shift people's perspectives and push more people to, you know, go to therapy and get help, but also um, I think it'll make it more accessible in the long Absolutely. run too. Because I know like yeah. in Hawaii, Oh, freaking, you know, therapy sessions usually are like 200 to $300 a session. Yeah. It's wow. like, who the fuck can afford that? It's so expensive. Like, That's insane. Yeah. And it's then ridiculous. If, if you are able to go through your insurance, usually the wait list is super long. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's not super accessible, unfortunately. So well, if you don't click with the therapist that you get, right. oftentimes yeah. you're kind of like just stuck with that. Yeah. And that's hard. And I think people a lot of times who haven't been to therapy kind of expect it to click right away yeah. and almost like work right away in a sense like i know people who mm -hmm. have gone they're like oh i went for a month and it 
didn't fix my problem, so I quit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm like, guilty oh, of that at some point yeah. in my life. It makes me so sad because I'm like, the thing about therapy is like, it almost gets worse before it gets better. I, you know, that's so I'm funny. I'm so happy you said I that. I was just about to bring that up because you said that. I was rewatching your video just about your whole experience oh, last night. You. And you said that. And that's something mm -hmm. Janelle always says. It almost gets worse. You have, you when you go in. Say the wound. Yes. You got to go. You, when you go in, you have this wound that you've been trying to cover up with a Band-Aid. But now it's like, hey, you have to go in and clean this out and it's going to burn. And you have to really figure out like, okay, I'm having issues with X, Y, and Z. Well, usually the root of that is much deeper than just this one, you know, issue. So you really mm -hmm. have to go in and put in the work. And a lot of times it starts to hurt because you'll start realizing mm -hmm. things and you're like, oh, damn, like yeah. this goes way deeper than I thought. This and is hard. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is hard. Therapy's hard. And yeah, a lot of times you got to go in, clean the wound out. It yeah. burns. But then once you can really figure out what is going on, then mm -hmm. that's where the real healing begins. And, um, you know, it's little by little. And it's, uh, there's mm. this one like drawing we can, I can always send it to you if you want to put it on the screen, but it's basically oh, yeah. the idea is like a lot of people think therapy is just a staircase where you're like taking a step slowly <laughs> and then you get to the top. But really therapy is like quick, like <laughs> some days you're feeling really great. And then all of a sudden something terrible happened and you're down at the bottom, but then you have this realization, you start climbing up again like that. And that's yeah. just life in general. Yeah. It's not like a linear path. Um, I so. love that analogy about the wound because it's so accurate. And I know like I always stress that message so much because I don't think it's productive or healthy for like people to, you know, hear about something like therapy and just be like, oh, I go for two sessions yeah. and I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> because like the reality is a lot of us end up going to therapy or have a lot of challenges because we're trying to mm -hmm. escape experiences, yep. emotions, yeah. trauma, whatever it may be. But the essential part of therapy is that you have to re- not relive necessarily mm -hmm. but you have to sometimes you do have to you know you have to go back into those things yeah. that you've been trying desperately to avoid right. as much as possible so yeah. it's going to be hard as fuck at oh, first yeah. you know it's going to be awful and i know for me like i think it was after like two months of therapy i was just i remember being in a session just being like why am i here <laughs> this is awful it's getting worse this is not fun this is not what i wanted but you just have to you know like stay yeah. stay consistent there's like, a method behind it and i will say exactly not every therapist that you go and see is the right fit you know like 70 percent of what therapy is is the rapport you build with your therapist so obviously you're not going to become besties the first session but you should be able to build that trust and rapport with them so that you feel comfortable really diving in and then when you are triggered or you are um going through something that they're able to safely like navigate that with you during the session but there are times when you may not click and that's okay too there's nothing wrong with shopping around and using, you know, trying oh, yeah. out a therapist no for a month and they're yeah. like, yeah, it's great and all, but I don't know something's not clicking. It's not the, it's not a good fit and moving to a different person. Um, mm -hmm. just like with literally anything doctors, yeah, like, you know, it's not going to be the perfect match all the time. Yeah. And I think that's also one thing that people, um, maybe kind of discount is like, oh, well, I didn't have this great experience with this person. So it's just therapy isn't for me. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, I believe therapy is for everyone. Therapy is for everyone. Everyone's going to go through some shit. Everyone's going to have trauma at some point in time in their life. And yeah. it's important that you have someone you can talk to about that. If not, if nothing else, just someone that you can yes. have designated to talk about those problems. Like, I think 
like you said, everyone deserves therapy. I, I think that's like the best mental health tip of all as well. Yeah, I sorry. Agree. I know that was like your question. I just oh, want a huge no, tangent. I love that. No, this is something I absolutely love talking about and I think needs to be talked about, you know? Like, totally. Kendall, what about for you? Like, what are like your top mental health tips? Have a good cousin that <laughs> oh, got her master's degree <laughs> yeah, in medical yeah. psychology. <laughs> no, seriously, the ways that Janelle has helped Aww. me and at least lead me in the right direction has been huge You're blowing for up me. my Leo ego here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, there was, there was a time where I was in a pretty dark place and we, we were trying to do mile higher recordings and there was one day where we were like I was like I can't even do this and we had a big heart-to-heart moment we like we're outside this is when I used to film in my backyard in a mm-hmm. garage thing and Chanel just sat me down and was like you you need to go to therapy and like really dig into this trauma mm-hmm. and it was the best advice ever because god I'm in a, such a better place after well, really I'm proud going of you for doing it. the work because it's shit it's not easy and a it's lot of people not. don't want to do it it's and not. you can't the other thing is is like you can't get better unless you are putting in the work at the end of the day like you can have the greatest therapist in the world or all the resources and all the time and all the money but if you yourself are not willing or wanting to put in the work to make those changes in order to see results it's not going to come from anyone else Mm -hmm. but you um so true and i think it's kind of scary to think about that at first but at the end of the day i think it's really empowering because yeah, your therapist helps and is great and all, but at the end of the day, you're the one putting in the work. You're the one yep. making yeah. those changes and you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. I think a big thing too is even when you feel like you've got to the top of the mountain and you're all better yeah. mm-hmm. to keep going. And that's mm-hmm. something I need to work on because <laughs> yeah, I had a great therapist for a while. I, I did a ton of work with him, but then um, I had a, I went in, I told him I was pregnant and then the following week I had a miscarriage and I didn't want to talk about it. So I never, I never went back and I still haven't <laughs> gone back. Oh, no. till this day which i i need to i need to because even though I, I feel like i'm in a good place mentally it's it's always good to be you know keeping it's like anything else you yeah. can't just never go to the doctor again because you feel fine right you know you gotta exactly. go in for checkups essentially exactly so. and you have to recognize kind of like the surface level warning signs mm-hmm. before yeah. it gets out of control mm-hmm. i know that i relate a lot to what you say because like <clears throat> so many times in the past like um with my more you know like um say like my eating disorder was like a really big one where mm-hmm. um it, it was very easy to kind of like measure if I was doing mentally okay by like the yeah. status of like my eating habits and I yep. was like well I'm not starving myself so I'm fine like I don't need to go mm-hmm. to therapy I don't need to like talk about issues stuff like that um but it was because I was ignoring my body and my mind's signs that were kind of like hey yeah. things are getting worse maybe you need to talk about this maybe you need help and then you know all of a sudden you're like whoa where the hell am i everything's bad again yep shit this yes, has all gone downhill totally. so i think a lot of what therapy is is doing kind of those little like necessary chores yep. and mm-hmm. things to keep kind of to your clean up. yeah to keep your mentality good like i know one of the biggest things for me is like meditation breath work it's the most easy to ignore things and just totally. kind of push aside but if i stay consistent with things like that then i'm like oh actually feel better it's amazing (laughs) what a difference it makes yeah do you guys both meditate um yeah in fact i yeah i did for a long time i haven't in a while very bad but i need to get back into it (laughs) um but yeah i i think it's incredible and just mindfulness in general which i know that Mm -hmm. was on your recent episode i was watching of yours um that you talked about a lot and it it's almost seems kind of silly in the moment like what am i like having positive thoughts to myself and all of a sudden my life's going to get better. It's a lot more complicated than that. But I think especially if you're not able to go to therapy, there are like, you know, different things that you can do within Mm -hmm. yourself that just kind of help 
keep you in check and making sure that you're staying aware of how you're feeling so yeah. that you can recognize some of those warning signs almost that your body's like, like for me personally, I struggle really bad with anxiety. And I know that when it's really bad, I, my intrusive thoughts are like mm -hmm. out of control. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just thinking the most horrific things going to like the worst case scenario about every possible thing in my life. And so I know that when I can kind of recognize like, oh, you're feeling real on edge because you're kind of obsessively thinking about this one thing or whatnot. It's kind of a warning sign of like, okay, you should probably get back into therapy or, you know, mm -hmm. really dive back into mindfulness or medication for me has been really helpful. I know it's not for everyone, awesome. but um, kind of just knowing yourself more of like what some of those signs are of like, e, I need to be really careful with myself right now or making mm -hmm. sure that I'm, you know, taking those steps to uh mitigate the spiral as much as best as <laughs> yeah, you can that's a good way of putting it <laughs> yeah exactly i mean at the very minimum like what i've come to learn because i know for me uh, like healing and you know uh positive thoughts and mental health care and stuff like that i know for so long i was always just like oh totally my issues are more complicated than that you know <laughs> yeah. like it was, it was definitely an ego yeah. thing and i was just like whatever like people think that makes them feel better that doesn't work for me blah 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 but I think at a very minimum, regardless of how complex your issues are, regardless of like, um, you know, what diagnosis you may have or whatever challenges, I think everyone deserves mentally and physically to experience peace. You know, 100%. Yeah. I think no matter what you're going through, no matter what lifestyle you have, that is something that everyone deserves. And I think that's a benefit of mindfulness, whatever that looks like. I know yeah. for me, yeah. it's like spending time in nature, meditating recently, you know, I picked up on what are your guys's like things that kind of like get you in the best zone like really make you feel at peace um i would say honestly one of the things that i use a lot is just being with my dogs i'm a huge animal person mm -hmm. my dogs really like i mean i love them because they're my pets but also i have this like really strong connection they're very therapeutic for me yeah um so i would say that's one thing that i use a lot is like if i'm stressed at all i go over and hug charlie and immediately i can just feel my heart rate go down <laughs> and it's just so helpful um i would say also yeah a lot of mindfulness um in the sense of i have like different so there's this one thing that i use all the time i think it's called like stop think but basically it's mm. this idea which when my therapist first told me about it, I was like, that sounds like some weird ass shit and it's not going to work. <laughs> but basically when I'm having intrusive thoughts, instead of allowing my brain to just keep going with it, because really mm. you're when you're having, even if you're having negative thoughts, your brain is still basically re getting a reward. You're getting that mm. like hit of yeah. dopamine. And even mm. if it's like something terrible and negative, it's what's familiar to you. And you're yeah. almost in a way like addicted to that dopamine mm -hmm. hit. And so if you have a negative thought or an intrusive thought, you're rewarding yourself by like continuously doing it. And that's why mm. our brains are like, oh, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. But so stop thing is the idea of the second you register the fact that you're having a negative thought or intrusive thought, you in your head say stop and then picture something really whatever makes you happy. It could be the beach. It could be a mm. animal. I mean, a piece of cake, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It just kind of has to be consistent. So for me, when I'm having issues, I go to that a lot is like, stop like you don't even let your brain go there and then you picture i picture my dog usually 
Um, and then over time, you have to do it a lot because sometimes you're mm -hmm. like, wow, I've done this like eight times in the past minute. Like, <laughs> it takes a while to retrain your takes, brain. Yeah, yeah, but eventually you do retrain your brain. And so if you're not allowing it to basically get rewarded for having bad, quote unquote, bad behavior, mm -hmm. then you kind of retrain it so that it doesn't feel the need to give you those intrusive thoughts. And it doesn't work all the time. It's not 100 percent. It's not like, oh, I'm cured now, but it has yeah. definitely helped. Like, I will say mm -hmm. that is one thing that I think That's people bad. should try. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. You can do it as yeah. many times as you want. It's all It's internally. like a grounding technique. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. And I, I know there's like so many different types of grounding techniques. I know the ones for me is like, find five things that are red, you know, find yeah. five things that are green, just in moments where I'm having like a panic attack, yeah. struggling with anxiety, stuff like that. Um, but I haven't even tried that and i like that but yeah it's fun i'll have to test that out when i first started doing it i mean it was i was in such a bad place that i was doing it probably like 500 times a day i'm not I, it wow. was like and i was like this is i feel crazy doing this mm -hmm. like what is going on but i stuck with it and uh, after a few weeks of doing it, i was like wow i'm having to do this less and you know it yeah. seems to be really helping so that's yeah it's i would say I it's that. a grounding technique yeah grounding is having those things that you can go to whether it's deep breathing or uh i think it's called box breathing, box breathing. yeah, yeah. where you're like breathing. inhale five seconds yes. hold for five seconds stuff. exhale for five seconds hold yeah. and you also yeah. try that out it's like it actually works really well and uh -huh. i feel like if you're not used to doing these types of coping mechanisms and it almost seems it's kind of goofy like you were saying well my problems are a lot bigger than just learning yeah. how to breathe you know <laughs> exactly. it's like no they don't understand what i'm going through mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people sadly feel that of like yeah. well you don't you don't know what it's like to be exactly. walking in my shoes. And it's like, well, of course not, because everyone's experiences are different. But I think you'd be surprised that you're really never alone. Mm -hmm. um, and how, and no matter how uh, unique and strange you may feel in your own, you know, um, situation, I think you, you'd be surprised how many people are also feeling that same way, mm -hmm. which is comforting it's in a so way. so true. And it's about building your toolkit, you know, mm -hmm. finding yes. out what works for you. There's so many different things that, you know, everyone's got something different that they kind of go to or what yep. can work for them. And it's like testing them all out and figuring out which one works best for you. Like yeah. Some people swear by journaling. It's mm. not for me. Yeah, I've tried I that too. I don't know. My hand I cramps my... up. Yeah. I have bad my, handwriting. Uh... And then I just feel bad about my handwriting. Yeah, the same. And I'm like, oh, my handwriting sucks. This looks like shit. So I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. You know, that's the biggest recommendation I got all the time too. Like growing up, like that was the thing. It was like, just journal it out in a weird way journaling has never been effective for me because mm -hmm. it almost like uh, cements and further intensifies whatever mm -hmm. i'm yeah, experiencing sure. totally uh, because that. i'm just like oh my god i'm like writing it out oh my god this is real it's like a big thing this yeah is serious and yeah. then if i like read back through my journal entries i'm like damn i am a depressed bitch like this is so depressing <laughs> i'm like wow <laughs> will journal and then rip it out and like physically crumple it or like, like shred it or something so you're basically like shedding that whatever negative thing you were thinking about and then discarding it and it's kind of like yeah. resembles like throwing that mm, away that's like cool. ritualizes yeah, it kind exactly. of like gives you that kinesthetic experience of yeah. like putting those emotions away yeah. in a healthy way I guess huh okay maybe I should mm -hmm. try that I don't know She's the hand cramping is real though <laughs> the hand cramping oh yeah I don't write anything now Me I'm too. thinking like damn when's the last time I literally wrote something never I don't know, Every, what am I going to do? Type my feelings? I hold a pen without my hands hurting. <laughs> I know, it's really I avoid bad. writing at all costs. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, it is really bad. Oh. Well, I, I think that's a cool ritual. Like, speaking of rituals, too, I like, obviously, I'm kind of biased, but I think a great way to help with like the self care and mindfulness moment is skincare. Yeah. And it I is. have to bring this totally. up because I did some digging and I found your skincare routine 
on your vlog channel. Oh my gosh. Wow, you really went hard because like <laughs> yes. no one watches that channel and I haven't posted anything in months. So. Oh my God, I loved it. I was <gasps> reacting. You. Your routine was so good. You're using like the AHA peel mask from the ordinary, yes. the red one. I think you're using first aid beauty, which I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah, so that's good. my moisturizer. I love the use of people um, green tea yes, cleanser. That was the other But one. I have to say, Hiram, the only reason I use those is because of Same. you. I'm <laughs> my not whole kidding. skincare routine because like, of Hiram. I am oh. a big fan of your channel and Thank your you. content definitely Kendall introduced me like you found Hiram years ago yeah. and you're like, I was you gotta check out how you guys guy. got into skincare you literally you really? yeah literally I'm not you. kidding no <laughs> yep. that's amazing yeah what was I using before like Cetaphil or something which is okay. it's not bad it's not bad um but yeah I use the green tea like that is a huge so good, I know right yeah so used to the people is an awesome brand yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, that. walk me through your guys' routines because I know mm. people listening want to know, and I selfishly want to know. <laughs> well, this year I've gotten on to the tretinoin game. Is am I saying She's that right? Tretinoin, right? Tretinoin? Prescription. Mm. Yeah, yes. more prescription girlies here. Yep, yep. I love it. Uh, yeah, so I use a mixture of tretinoin and uh, niacinamide. Is that me? I think so. Or azelaic acid. Azelaic acid. Azelaic acid. Oh, together, it's it's. Uh, formulated through apostrophe have you ever heard of oh apostrophe? yeah apostrophe is great yeah they um, sponsor the sesh sometimes but yeah mm. i have found great results with that so that's been huge but um yeah staying right. consistent finding things that don't dry me out especially in colorado oh, it's what's so your here, cleanser you use the green tea okay. green or tea. I, I actually i use the selfless cleanser too a lot <gasps> oh, yeah that's, my that. that's a really good cleanser. Mm -hmm. yep. i normally use that one in the mornings and then like really go in with the the green tea at night yeah but. i think that's a great way to utilize it because yeah. the green tea one like from you to the people like i love that one to death but i can't use it twice a day personally because yeah. it's just a little too it like cleans really deeply right. so i feel like it's a great one to use at night yeah um and then thank you for using this yeah oh my gosh it's great <laughs> i love the branding I, yeah. it's it's so cool i love all the names of everything rainbow mm -hmm. algae who would have known rainbow algae yeah thing? that's so fun no yeah. right oh i love that you guys geek out over that because that is yeah. like my language I'm, yeah i just like it's so cool but thank you yeah. i mean what does your routine look like um let's see so usually when i'm wearing makeup i'll go in with the what's it pharmacy Oh, green clean green clean yep bomb oh yeah that's i, I use that every night i love that shit man yeah they're double oh. cleansing is life yeah then i go with these to the people and then i go in with my tretinoin and uh um first aid beauty mine's pretty simple i don't use a lot yeah, i use first aid too I, growing up like during puberty i had some acne but it was never like that much but then mm -hmm. i hit like 23 and all of a sudden my face like exploded really? with hormonal really? acne and I was like yeah. what really? the hell is yep. going on and it's so frustrating because like adult acne like that shit is hard to get it doesn't go because, away yeah <laughs> it tends to stay a lot longer it's very difficult to kind of like deal with the skin as opposed yeah. to like when you're a teenager which definitely can be rough but a lot of times like the skin and the body are just changing so yeah. much that it a lot of times it's like a shorter phase but when you're an adult it's like yeah, but you're using tretinoin, which is yeah, like a which great has thing helped to... a lot. But I purged for like seven months. Like I literally had insane <sighs> acne for months. Yeah, it was literally it was like seven crazy. months. Like it was bad, at least for me. Oh I know my everyone's god! Different, but for me, it was really bad. Wait, do you still experience that by using tretinoin? No, not anymore. It, oh. it finally started to work. That is, but the now I'm like purging session I've ever. Yeah, <laughs> I've, it got so much, like so much worse. And Your I was like, I'm just gonna hold on. I'm just so gonna much. hold on. I'm just gonna hold on. <laughs> And yeah. so now it got a lot better. Now it's like kind of coming back and I'm a little pissed. So I just started spironolactone. Oh, yeah. I'm on that too. Really? That, that yeah. helped too. That's helped too. Okay. I'm on like. A, it's helping with hair. 
from postpartum hair loss too. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was gonna ask you like, what has your skin been like? You know, postpartum and also like during the pregnancy too. Yeah, during the the pregnancy, um, I definitely had a lot of hormonal, mm. like the big painful Ugh, one. Those mm. are the ones that are Ugh, so annoying. awful. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can't use much when you're mm-hmm. pregnant, so I had to use a lot of like benzoyl peroxide, which I think was drying my skin out a ton. Yeah. Um, so I had to like completely revamp my skin or like redo my skincare routine mm-hmm. when I was pregnant. I was like looking through all the things I can't use. I'm like pretty much everything in here. This is great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're like perfect. Like any like strong exfoliant. Yeah. You came over. Stuff. You're like here. Just take all this. I can't use it. I was like sweet. <laughs> I was like oh giving God, it I'm out. So sorry. Yeah. I was like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> oh, For but, real though. But at least now you're back in the tretinoin game. I, a lot yeah. of like uh, people ask about that. They're just like, what can I use during? when I'm pregnant and I'm like yeah well nothing that's active yeah basically. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's I mean it makes sense you can't do anything when you're pregnant the list of things you can't do is huge Damn. did it just make you appreciate like because that's yes. actually I wanted to like finish up with that actually like pregnancy experiencing you have had the baby like how's it been amazing i mean it's really been the most ex- amazing transformative experience of my life it really has um my daughter is everything to me she's like my best little friend she's so funny and honestly i've had a pretty easy go because she's a very happy easygoing baby and she sleeps a lot so wow uh, yeah i always feel bad saying that because i know that's not always the experience and i'm sure my next kid will give me absolute hell because you can't get two really good ones right but um she's made the transition into parenting really easy and enjoyable and it's brought me and my husband really way closer together than we ever have been and yeah, pregnancy was wild though. Mm-hmm. The whole pregnancy was a bit of a trip. Mm-hmm. I um, just can't believe you grew a human. Yeah, me it's either. Still I still can't believe like, it. As you like the talk hell? about it, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, you're like, a, like, fully responsible adult, like with a kid. Yeah. Where you're like a mom. I feel so I'm a mom. inferior. <laughs> like that's so <laughs> badass. Like you grew a human inside your body, had that human, and are taking care of it. The responsibility I could never. Well, literally, it's I could. wild. <laughs> and it's honestly, it was shocking. Like you think having the full nine, almost 10 months to prepare mentally would really get you there. But like when you have that baby in your arms and you're like, she is completely relying on me. I am responsible for her 1000%. How, what kind of human she turns into her safety. It was shocking. It, it honestly like kind of sent me into a tailspin for those first two <laughs> weeks because I was like, this is insane because you go your whole life just taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. brushing your teeth, going to the bathroom, feeding yourself. And then you're doing everything for someone else before you can even take care of yourself. And that was a huge, huge adjustment. I mean, it really is. And I don't think you can understand it until you're like doing it right. Like yeah. there's no preparing yeah. for it. Really? Like people, I, I took some classes. People gave me tons of advice. But like until I was like in the thick of it, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> so it's been a learning curve. Oh, I mean, ultimate respect. Speaking as someone who Thank can you. barely take care of themselves. Like I like I struggle. <laughs> hey, to don't tell yourself short, Hiram. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. You know how like even people on my team, they're just like, Hiram, have you eaten today yet? And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that was oh me God, earlier. And it was just like, I can barely take care of myself, let alone a whole ass another human being. That it's is wild. mad impressive. It really is. I was watching your podcast about how you took like a big break from um like work and social mm-hmm. media and everything and you're like this was the first time since middle school you said that you slept like yeah. a full night's sleep more than like consistently wow because yeah, like when i was in high school that's when i i like 
launched an online business um and i would i was working two jobs in addition to like my online business so i just got very oh, used really? to sleeping like three to four hours a night wow i give and you then, props no, it's not healthy. That's not a good okay, thing. You're right. You're right. It's very... I'm impressed, but I'm like, I don't know yeah. how. I mean, I am impressed. I can't help it. I mean, it was just not healthy. And like, I always prided myself on being like the person that was like, go, 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 just 150% into everything, yeah. you know. Um, but that only works if you're like prioritizing yourself, like taking care of yourself. If you're yeah. neglecting yourself, that shit will catch up with you. For sure. And the past few years, like with just a string of like pulling all nighters every single week and just like working just nonstop. Stop. Yeah. Uh, reality comes and hits you fast where you're just yeah. like, oh my God, I've completely neglected myself. So like that, had, you know, mm. is I'm grateful to be able to take a break and be able to like learn that lesson. And now I'm like, good so for you. Myself. I'm like sleeping. I, but I feel so ridiculous talking about this while you have like a whole ass human being that you're taking care of. No. Like in addition to that, like that's she sleeps a lot. I'm lucky. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad that she's an easy baby. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm glad. And yeah, my my husband normally gets up with her at night, which I think is a fair trade for me carrying her that's and right. pushing her out. That's he gets right. to get the night shift most I times. I think so. That I mean, I think that's accurate. I, I feel like um, you know, in, in relationships or when people have children, the kind of dynamic that I see between like two partners, um, I just feel like the person who didn't carry the baby can't make any demands and should be in full submission. Thank of the you. Woman. That is absolutely right. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. And on luckily, it. my husband has the same opinion, so okay. I'm I'm fortunate. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm so happy for you. Like, congratulations. Seriously, that's thank been you. incredible. And like, thank you guys for like sitting down and like talking. I know we like went super deep into topics, but that's just the way I. Oh, like I to love roll. it. Oh, we like, love yeah, it. This is awesome. We're all about yeah. the deepness. So deep. So, so friggin' deep. deep. <laughs> <laughs> but we're also have like, we already gone like an hour? Yeah, how long are we recording for? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like about uh, basically about like 50 hour. minutes. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, time went by flying. so fast. Yeah. This I has been love so hearing fun. from you guys. Like, thank you. Like, of you course. with like all your like mental health knowledge. Oh. Like, I feel like it's so, I just love hearing the tips and recommendations. And then you also just like opening up about like the experience with true crime. Like, it's so interesting to hear about the back end of it. But, so encouraging and inspiring to be like wow you're such a good person just doing good things both <laughs> of you, you guys like you're such a good person yeah, doing amazing you're things. amazing we're so impressed by you yeah thank absolutely you. Thank and you. we're so excited you. that your subs in target now <gasps> thank you yeah this is at target it's a big moment literally since i started the brand like i was like target's the goal yes. one day one day so, so is it in colorado locations yet it is okay i'm going to target i need <gasps> to go find you. it like in Flesh. Yeah, it's at like in the bottle. Almost all in the of plus. the stores. Yeah, I've been doing like little filming sessions um, oh, at different I targets. love it. Yeah, it's so, so I've been fun. hitting up all the different Colorado locations. So cool. So. That's so cool. So when you come up to someone, do they normally know who you are? Or so I have made the ultimate decision to like only really like interview people who already do recognize me because the yeah. last time I was filming, so I don't have a problem going up to people and like asking them and be like, hey, this is, you know, my account. Do you yeah. want to film with me? Um, but the last place I went to, I went up to most of my followers are like, uh, you know, women um, mm -hmm. and usually like, you know high school college age that's mm. like the majority of the people who recognize me <clears throat> and i was like oh my gosh I, I wonder if this girl watched my videos because she like kept looking at me so i like went up to her i was like hi this is my channel like do you want to be in one of my videos i'll buy you any skincare product and i didn't realize she was 13 and her dad came up to her he was like why are you talking to my 13 year old daughter and i was like no you have every right to be upset and i was not even thinking clearly 
So I just let people come up to me. Well, that's, <laughs> smart. that's smart though. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah, you got the leg up versus someone who's trying to do those interviews and oh. doesn't really, you know, people don't really know them. Yeah. Can't blame him at all. Can't yeah. blame anyone for being like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. Coming up to me in a story, you know? So, yeah, but it's super vibes. fun. It's fun to like, you know, talk to people, be in Target, be around it. I know. So. Those have been you. so fun to watch. I, I love oh, those. Thank I love you. It. Yeah. Lots more to come. But, and Good. also everyone who's listening be sure to go check out the sesh podcast as well because oh, we you. are going to be doing an episode right after this yeah um which will be super fun you guys should mm -hmm. listen to it also make sure you're listening to every single episode from the sesh that comes out every oh, week also on you. thursday too thank you, yeah. thank you guys again Twinsies. for coming up you, yeah. i really appreciate you thank you so for having us awesome you. you're the best thank you hiram our first time on someone else's podcast i know Woo! it was so great you guys this a plus amazing job <laughs> thanks so much yeah